We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Rick Madison to Business Matters. Rick, thanks for joining me today. Oh, man. Where would else would I be? <laughs> Millions of places. <laughs> um, we're going to focus today on a new venture that's been launched, but we're going to park that for a few seconds. Well, I'll we'll say a few minutes, and we're going to talk a little bit about your journey, about how we got here today, and then we're going to let you do the announcement on the new venture. But um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about sort of, yeah, a little. I, we only have half hours, so I kind of can't talk about your whole journey to today, but you're, you're the owner of Tempest Media, yes. executive director at Second Slumber. Um, I'm pretty sure you have a few other things on the go, but I'm curious... Where did it all start? Where's home for you? Like where, where was Rick Madison born? Where, where's home for you? So really quick, uh, you know, I call Tabor, Alberta home. Uh, okay. So I am a flatlander for sure. Um, <laughs> I still, whenever I go back to the prairies, I always feel like home, the big skies and the wheat fields and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's funny, when I first arrived here, I went into uh, the Royal Bank on Pandozi. And I said to the, uh, the re, you know, the teller. Yeah. I said, man, I'm so excited to be here. And she goes, oh my gosh, why would you move here? And I said, well, oh my the beaches, the the wine, the the lake. And she goes, you know, you know that in November to March, the clouds move in. And I said, then why are you here? And yeah, she said, yeah, oh, yeah. I could never move, you know. <laughs> so uh, it's so funny because um, I, I just, I do count uh, Kelowna as home now. Because I, I think I've been here since 94. Wow. Okay. So you go to high school, uh, post-secondary, what do you do? Where do you go into broadcasting school? Like what's, what's the next, what's the step for you? Yeah. So, uh, I had an uncle who ran CFC in Calgary. And, okay. uh, so I've kind of grown up. I have another uncle who is, uh, CBC network, um, cameraman. So we have media through our family, um, because we're big talkers, like everyone thinks we're intoxicated whenever we all get together, yeah. but we're actually sober. We're just loud people. Um, it's the Irish side, I guess, but, uh, no, we, I, I've had media in my family ever since I was little. And, and, uh, luckily enough, my uncle took me under his wing at CFCN and I got to spend some days on broadcast Hill in Calgary. And, and, uh, I just, my whole body was electric with media because I didn't have to do any homework Yeah, because yeah, media yeah. is like that. It's brand new every day. So I, you don't have to actually prep for it. And I was never a great student, Rob. So, yeah. Interesting. So what was your first role in broadcasting? What were you doing? Were you on air? Were you like, what were you doing? So, so I went through communication arts in, uh, at Lethbridge college, um, got my diploma. And then I decided uh, to venture out. And my first job was St. Paul, Alberta. I uh, was there to do uh, broadcast journalism. And then I noticed the shoes on the sales manager versus um, the pro the program director. Yeah. And the sales manager had Italian loafers and the, uh, the news director had like something from Walmart about 10 years ago. So um, I have an affinity for nice things. And so for me, I was like, 
I think I'm, I think I'm better off in sales. Right. So I, I kind of went down the sales and then I was doing part-time uh, uh, journalism as well. Interesting. So you moved, you moved to Kelowna, you said 94. Is it, did I get that right? You said 94. 94 yeah. 94. Did you, did you go right into broadcasting in Kelowna as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I went to help Walter Gray start uh, the bullet. That was my first radio gig. And uh, working with Walter Gray, who soon became mayor after that, was yeah. uh, was a great experience. And I have nothing but uh, praise for Walter and taking a chance on a kid from Medicine Hat at the time. So why did what made what brought you to Kelowna other than the beaches and the wine? But how did you like stumble across Kelowna? You know what? It was a transition. Uh, I had a sales manager because I was working media sales back then, and I had Kathy Copperwood, who I still count as one of my best best mentors. I. I I got to meet her uh, a couple of weeks ago just to see how she was doing, but she taught me a lot. She taught me about people and business and life and finance and, and she's just a great person. And when she transit transitioned out of being a sales manager, I decided, yeah, now, now's a good time for me to leave. Um, because when, a when, a you know, a heroine in, in my eyes uh, leaves, it was just, she was inspirational and, and I thought there's there's uh now's a great bridge into what's next for me. Yeah. So did you did you actually spend time on air as well? Like were you like Rick on mm -hmm. the morning show? Were you so you sounds like you did a little bit of everything? Yeah, well in, in radio, you do everything. You clean okay. the toilets, uh, you do the sports, you go to remotes, you do whatever is necessary. And and I think that's one of the great things about radio and, and what I'm most proud of is is some of my closest friends come from broadcast and uh and so anyway back to Kelowna yeah uh, I was Rick on the road at Silk FM for a few years and David Larson who's now passed mm -hmm. he uh he would call up and whenever we needed an opinion um that was a little bit inflammatory uh I would become the angry Scott uh Rico Suave the world's greatest lover uh, to Vince, the snowboarder dude, um, and to uh, to Sean Connery, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it just depended on what kind of opinion needed to come to the forefront, right? And then I would take on that persona. And and over the radio, there's theater, so I was able to. We would able to. We were able to say some things that wouldn't right. sound as good coming from one of the uh, the morning show people. So. We had a lot of fun. We uh, we had great ratings, and uh, off the air we were having as much fun on the air. Yeah. So it was, it was a great time. And TJ uh, Tamara Joel was, was. Oh yeah. She was my sister in broadcasting. So yeah. And it's interesting. It's a lot of the same names. Right? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Still... <laughs> yeah. Where uh, there's a lot of inbreeding in broadcast too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's funny. So we're gonna fast forward a little bit to today. Um, I'm not going to steal your thunder on this. So why don't you tell us the news, what you've, what we've recently launched. Tell us a little bit about the, the new venture. Well, so here's why it's so exciting is, is uh, I have uh, had invitations over the years to, to join broadcast in some, in some venue, but, um, and, and, and again, I, I have nothing but respect for my broadcast uh, uh, peers out there. But what was really interesting about the streaming is that we have the ability to create whatever we want. Um, we're not necessarily tied to a certain type of format. Uh, we have just such a, a blank slate that we can do what we want. So we can curate. And, and again, I have, a, I have a very short attention span. 
which has served me well in marketing and in yeah. media. But what I really like about the Kelowna Now streaming service is that, you know, we can, I can have these in-depth conversations like we're having now and, and really get to pull information out of these, these people that are, are maybe the lesser knowns, but they still have, they're still stakeholders. They're still influencers in their category. So um, when I first, you know, when it was first presented to me, I thought a nice three hour interview right. with music and uh, various things going on would be just so much fun. And that's where Rick and friends came into being is, is that I'm able to sit down with uh, Ralph Livingston, who won Queens plate. And then he also won uh, second largest, no first largest pumpkin at the Armstrong fair. But, awesome. but Ralph is one of those guys that, um, well-read, very articulate, has great stories, metaphors. Um, just one of those people that you wouldn't necessarily hear on the radio, but once people hear him, they're like, wow, that's an interesting chat. Yeah. So why, why cloning now streaming though? Like I keep, you know, you're in the marketing world. We'll talk about this in a bit, but you know, I hear that. And again, you hear stuff from everywhere, but people aren't listening to radio like they used to. And, you know, no one's reading the paper and, you know, traditional media is dying and believe it or not. And there's two different sides of that, obviously, but obviously you believe in audio. I mean, it's in your blood. You believe in audio. Why, why, why now? Like why streaming when, you know, we hear another, the other side of the coin that people aren't listening to radio like they used to. So again, going back, uh, I've been in broadcast most of my life. One of the things that, that is really interesting about broadcast is just from a marketing standpoint, I can compete with any company, Coca-Cola or anybody else on radio. So I, I can create a product that is compelling, articulate, and, and theater of the mind is, is very powerful. Um, and you can do those things. I don't have a million dollar budget like Pepsi has to produce a commercial. But what I do have is, is an instinctive feel for surprising, delighting the brain, uh, not falling back on the cliches, but saying something in a new, interesting way, like a, a dinner conversation I'm having with you. And, and I'm trying to explain you know, uh, the streaming service. And so we're talking a little bit about these granular things and you can only do that through radio. You can only really present these ideas through radio. And, and I think the streaming services, uh, I, the music is, is actually 60% of it. I know, but 40% of it, I don't. And that's kind of been a, a real delight for me is I had nothing to do with the music. Right. And, and that has just come off uh, so very well. And I'm, I'm so excited and proud of the job the team did. Um, so yeah, there's so much going on with, uh, with a conversation to the, the nuanced conversation and, and people tend to relax more, Rob, right. You know, video screens are, are a little bit uh, intimidating. I agree. Yeah. So sometimes they actually just forget the fact that they're on, uh, a screen and and uh, the microphone falls away a little bit and you find this this truth and this organic person comes out and I'm most interested um, you know I'm going to have Doug Gilchrist on CAO of, of Clonon well Doug and I know each other a little bit I know a little bit about his family so we're going to talk a bit about city and planning and and the future and the horizon but we're going to talk about Doug the person we're going to mm -hmm. talk about you know, some of the things that make him tick, some pet peeves. Um, I know Doug has a great sarcastic sense of humor. So we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll be able to go back and forth. So anyway, it, it's just, I'm so excited about kind of the, the, the path forward. That's for sure. 
So people that are used to going in their cars or tuning into a radio station, how do I listen to Colonial Streaming? Where do I go to listen to it? Someone is not used to doing that. Yeah, so I, I think the, the the single best way, and, and a lot of my friends have decided to do it, is just go to Kelowna Now, mm-hmm. click on, on the menu, it's going to come up as Kelowna Now Streaming, and click on that, and you can go in your card, you can go into like basically wherever you have data, right. um, you can you can use that and uh, and listen to it. So it's pretty accessible anywhere, and, and based on some of the initial numbers coming out, we're, you know... I think if you produce good content, people will come and they will find you. So the key for me is build a good product. And then uh, a lot of the, the word of mouth and the, uh, the marketing, the media happens, happens organically. Organically. Yeah. So you mentioned you have a series, you have a, a program called Rick and Friends. Uh, uh, there's going to be lots to unpack when you, when you're interviewing, but tell us a little bit more. You mentioned a few of the guests, but tell us a little bit more Rick and friends, what the, what the thought behind it is, what people can expect or maybe not expect. (laughs) So, so I, we all have different friends in our lives. We have, uh, we have serious friends. We have uh, probably more, more data analytical friends. We have more, um, you know, literary giants. We have these various people. So I have a, I have some silly friends. I yeah. have uh, I have some more serious friends. I have some friends that I go to when I want opinions about right. politics or religion or, or whatever. So the, the nice thing is uh, the listener gets to come along with me. So I always amid, uh, imagine a party and the house is full. The kitchen has always got the most people in it. And there's a there's something going on where there's a conversation that people are drawn to. And it's just because... Um, there, there's just more going on in, in the way of different ways of looking at things. I, I'm a big fan of comedians. Comedians look at life differently and, and that's what makes them funny. Right. So I like it when there's a different perspective or a different spin put on anything, anything topical that's going on. Um, I'm able to bring, and again, there's times when I want to take a break. So I bring in a very funny, humorous guy, like, like Mark Gottschall or Scott Lanigan, where, you know, my first question is, what's your spirit animal? And then yeah. we get sillier from there. Uh, to, to Jeff Cox, who's a, a partner at, at Capri CMW. But what Jeff does is he's, he's amazed me over the years. I, I've been on the AM 1150 roundtable uh, for a number of years on Friday. Jeff comes out of the woodwork with some of the most interesting stats ever. And, uh, and that's very important for a guy like me that doesn't do as deep dive as right. Jeff does. So I need him to kind of back up some of his uh, opinions and yeah. he does that very well. And, and so, you know, and Kerry Rempel, uh, professor of, of, uh, of, well, business in at the Okanagan School of Business, she comes on. Now, she will say, I, I don't know much about healthcare, but she will give an opinion or a thought of why it's broken in, in such an articulate way and, and be able to offer some, some facts to guide that opinion. And again, you don't have to agree with any of these opinions right. being presented, but man, it's so fun to have different perspectives around a table. Interesting. So um, nothing, it sounds like everything's on the table too. You can be talking about health, politics, whatever, whatever the conversation goes. We, uh, I've managed, you know what, the, the people I have on are, are um, brave. Yeah. They're, they're courageous people. They, they 
offer an opinion, they might get fired upon because yeah, in, in some ways, Kelowna is still a small city. Sure. We, we still know a lot of people and that kind of thing. And, right. and, uh, and when you get out there and it's just like anybody running for public office, you are basically coming under the fire yep. of an audience. And these people have not even blinked in front of that, that glare. And I love that about them. I'll ask them a question with a smirk on my face going, I know this is a grenade. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to be, it's going to have some ripple effects, but they, they stare it down and they, they listen and they go, okay, okay. And then yeah. they answer. And we're talking some, some pretty heady stuff. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I think for Kelowna, what's going to be interesting is the people have, again, uh, the courage to, to stand in there and, and, and offer any perspectives on any subject. And um, how is the programming being released? And are you on every day? Or am I tuning in every day to Reckon Friends? When do I hear it? Yeah, Monday through Friday. And, and what's been great is I have some very busy people on the docket. And so what we're able to do is it's almost like in a podcast format. Okay. We break it up into a three hour, you know, between songs and breaks. Because again, I almost like, uh, I liken it to you sit down at a, at a really big meal and and a and a big meal is is meant to be savored, and I think sometimes eating a little bit, chatting a little bit, eating a little bit, because there's sometimes it's it, it's it's very heavy uh, what we're doing, and then other times it's lighter fare. Like I said, with some of the uh, the goofball friends I have, um, and and again, I, I'm I'm open to having conversations with virtually anyone. They just have to make sure that they're interesting enough for three hours. <laughs> And is it what what, th- what three hour segment are we running it through? Uh, three p.m. to six p.m. and then the next morning, because we had uh, some people would miss it, um, right. so we've we've made it available between eight and nine. Hmm. And I think what we're also moving towards is having a uh, being able to condense them into a podcast, and and that way we'll have you know a lot of those interviews that people miss or hear about, and be able to go back and uh, and listen to them again. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm curious a little bit about Tempest Media. I think you've been, if I have it right, you've been running Tempest Media for 20 plus years. So uh, is that correct? Is your, is your focus been mainly audio as well? Like are you, is sort of that radio, audio, creative campaign sort of the focus or do you kind of get dabble in everything when it comes to uh, well, initially, when I first started out, Rob, I think we're all hungry and we want any client, every client. You got to pay the bills. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's uh, over the years, I've learned something, which is uh, five employees, five years in business um, seems to be and, and, and a growth culture. So those were some of the, the key components for having great clients, because if you have great clients, then you don't ever have to worry about another client again, because they they start, you know, there's the business community, as you know, under business matters, uh, the business community talks about each other and, and, you know, they, they do. So over the years I've, I've learned it's like in a, um, a lot of times I would be a passenger, then I'd be a co-pilot and other times I'd be a pilot. Well, the great clients are when they allow me and trust me to be the pilot, which is, pushing their business forward, jumping into endeavors and initiatives that I think really help the business. But my business has been a little bit different is 
I really try to work on uh, where the rubber hits the road, which is the uh, on the floor. So we have uh, I have a sales process that I like the team to follow, um, just so that when the front door opens, the marketing somewhat yeah. falls aside when the door right. opens, and and I want something to take over so that I don't get screamed at because the numbers are down. Uh, I want I want a connectivity between the marketing as well as the experience, and when you have those two come together powerful things happen. And, and those are the clients that I most adore because they've trusted me with both sides of that. And they, they allow that, that process to take over. Yeah. You can not only drive people to the door, but you're going to help them convert once they open the door. Exactly. And, yeah, and yeah. I think that's the key is, is uh, sometimes people have these wonderful marketing campaigns, right? But if you, if you don't have a process on the floor or, or any kind of floor general or any kind of management on the floor, um, it just speeds up the demise of the business. Fair enough. What's interesting when, when I started in the agency world, I think there was maybe like, I would say four main options. You'd buy out of home, radio, TV, or print, right? Really? I mean, there was some other things about you. nowadays, literally thousands of options for you when there's, when Mark, like literally, right? So um, I'm curious actually, how that's changed or has it changed if you're looking at more holistically maybe it hasn't but how it's changed for you when you work with a client now and there's TikTok and snapchat and all this other stuff out there or do you kind of stick to like tried and true or, or, or do you, how does that change your world a little bit in the in the media world for you or the marketing world so well one of the things that a lot of people spend a lot of time on is spending a huge amount of time what channels do i go on mm -hmm. and i always bring them back to well what are you going to say to them Right. And, and if you don't start with a message, if you don't start with what exactly is going to make the most, like it's going to resonate with, with a customer, um, have you got all your ducks in a row? Are the hours correct? Are they consistent? Right. Are your lighting, merchandising, parking lot, staff need, like there, there needs to be a whole bunch of other things happening before that great uh, message comes out. And, and again, you're going to have to lose some people with any kind of good messaging. But my other thing is consistency. Like if, you know, they're not going to go on Kelowna now uh, for a week right. and then hope the doors are going to bust right. open and everything else. It's got to be a consistent journey. Um, and I think a lot of businesses forget that. They think, well, it didn't work for me. Right. Well, did you actually, you know, what you wanted to do was run a commercial. What I wanted to do was tell a story. You didn't let me tell a story. So now, um, you know, it, it shows because people have heard a commercial before, but they haven't heard your story. And that's, that's where I think where good things happen. And if you're consistent, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, digital marketing, whatever it is, if it's consistent and the, the message resonates, you'll always have enough business. Well, it's interesting because you can look even in our local market, the ones that have done it well, well we're talking about sort of audio, Andre's, everyone, you know, radio, everyone knows it, big white, like love it or hate it, people know it though, because it's been consistent every time. It doesn't, and you can pick all the tactics, you know, you want people that have been consistent on it are getting value from it, right? And, and I think you bring up a good point. Like, so in the instance of, uh, of big white, Michael J., who's a wonderful promoter, mm -hmm. um, but he's also has a voice and, and, a, and an image and a profile that sticks out. And everyone always is synonymous with that person. Right. Like he portrays Big White. Right. So again, find that voice 
yeah. but he's always been about the champagne powder. Like he's right. always been about that. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, I do have a couple more questions, Rick, but we're going to, we, we do a little thing called, would you rather? I asked you 10 fun questions. We're going to let to know your other side. Uh, and then we're going to come back and wrap up with a couple of questions. So um, would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Who are you? Are you a book? Book? What are you, re are you reading anything right now? You read anything amazing? Um, so Game of Thrones, I read the entire series and I did enjoy the, the Game of Thrones uh, TV series very well. But, but for me, the books, uh, the books are, if anyone hasn't read them, the writing puts you into the space. And so from my stamp, my brain standpoint, uh, I could only read two or three chapters where I'd have to put it down and just let right. it like gestate because it was crazy. It was one of the best book series ever. Wow. Interesting. Um, would you rather be the star player on a losing team or are you warm the bench on a championship roster? Oof, that's a tough one because everyone knows how ultra competitive I am. Um, <laughs> I'm, I lose myself a bit in my competitiveness, but uh, I would say bench warmer. Okay. Would you rather date someone bad breath or bad manners? Bad breath. Okay. Yeah, uh, bad, rather, bad manners drives me insane. Drives you insane. Yeah, that's fair. Would you rather sip gin with Ryan Reynolds or shoot tequila with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Uh, Ryan Reynolds resonates more with me. He's Canadian, nice guy, and I, and I think him and I could have a lot of fun just, just chatting. I think so, you need yeah. to, you need to get him on Rick and Friends. Oh no, oh no, he <laughs> they'll they'll start knocking there, Rob. Don't worry. I know they will. A guy like him probably would too. Um, are you the funniest person in the room or the smartest person in the room? I would rather be the funniest person because the funniest one gets the girl, and I got the girl. <laughs> Love it. Um, would you rather have fame or fortune? Um. I would say you can do a lot with, with fame. Uh, you can help a lot of people with fame if, if done correctly. Yeah. Um, would you rather give up coffee or wine? Uh, I would give up wine. There's other things to drink. Um, would you rather shoot hoops with LeBron James or toss a football with Tom Brady? Uh, Tom Brady, I think, has more layers to him. I, I think he's one of the, like, he, he's managed to, although he turned away from fatherhood, so I'd actually go with LeBron James. I think LeBron James is a better dad. Yeah, interesting. So let me change the answer there. It's interesting you say that because no one's ever really talked about that where he retired, went home, and then he's like, I mean, I'm going to say he did that, but he's like, I don't want to do this. I'm going back oh, to football. Oh, yeah, it's easier to win a Super Bowl than than actually be around my kids. And I and I, I lost some respect for Tom uh, because of that because – Parenthood and, and, and being a dad is the best job I've ever had. Yeah. It's been the toughest, but it's also the best job. So anyway, yeah. Um, would you rather be able to take back anything you say or hear any conversations about you? <laughs> I didn't take back. I, I, I've said some, some things I would like to take back because I words have power. Sure. And, and they have a ripple effect. And, and there's been times when I actually felt bad about what I've said because it, it, I was trying to be funny and it came across not funny. Um, so I, I do have a tremendous amount of empathy, probably more than I should. Um, so anyway, yeah, that would be my answer. Cool. Last one. Would you rather only be use a, be able to use a fork for the rest of your life or only be able to use a spoon for the rest of your life? 
spoon because uh cereal is one of life's greatest treasures and, <laughs> and the milk and and a few cheerios like just piled up i mean yeah. i don't know that's yeah. that's a good day i like i like the milk at the end of the cereal so yeah oh awesome. it's got so much goodness it does there's actually a company out of new york that actually turns that milk into ice cream so they they basically soak the milk like you know frosted flakes and yeah then they take the milk and make ice cream out of like brilliant idea Pulse oh yeah milk. yeah brilliant. but you can also tip the bowl up too, right? You could. You could. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for playing on. A couple more questions. Um, you already have a podcast on Kelowna now uh, called Homelessness in Kelowna. Uh, for people that haven't listened to it, tune in. Um, some really heavy conversations, but good conversations are had on there. Can you talk about what spurred that? Like, were you sitting at home one day and you're like, I need to start this podcast on homelessness? How did that come about? When, when I talk to a number of people in the community, smart people, smarter than I am, and, and a lot of them just don't seem to have, you can see, you can hear the hesitation in their voice, and they just don't have an answer for, and, and these are people that I count as some of the brightest minds in, in Kelowna, and they just don't seem to have uh, like a, a wrap around the solution. And and I keep trying to find different ways of dealing with something, because I believe it's going to be one of the biggest issues going into the municipal election. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, I mean, I, I think, I wish it wasn't, um, but it, it just is. It's, it's one of those, those big layered complex uh, issues that, that we all are facing. And, and it, it truly eludes me as far as what are some ideas around that. So from my standpoint, that's why I wanted to have a conversation with stakeholders and find out, are we going the right direction? Should we be looking at this? And and just based on some of the feedback I get from across Canada, um, people really love the fact that we're shedding light on this, this really complex issue that's a political hot potato. Since I was at a lunch meeting yesterday and lady just moved from Victoria um, because of one of the reasons was the homelessness there was getting bad. And the person here was saying, well, what about all the homelessness here? So this issue isn't just in our backyard. It's no. it's everywhere and I don't have an answer <laughs> like I don't say and I but I think that's what you're having those conversations is how can we find a solution or an answer to have those tough conversations that people don't like having sometimes well and, and again I've uh, there's there's a tinge of frustration with a lot of people because they'd like it to be better sooner Overnight. but I've never met so many caring individuals that really want to move it forward um, but you know some people don't want to be saved right, uh, right they right they uh they're part of the street and the street is right. their home so yeah. anyway speaking of tough conversations the last thing i want to chat about is you uh were part of a documentary mm -hmm. um, canada's debt solution it's 20 minutes i again encourage people to go watch this um but really the the documentary was on how imagine if we had more than just one customer for our resources it's kind of i'm summarizing it and, and even when you say that it sounds silly like which store which company opens and only sells to one consumer right when you think about it i get it but how did that come about because that's an interesting again you know these are discussions that a lot of people maybe don't like having or don't yeah. want to have so how did that come about like how did you get into like i'm doing a documentary uh, i have a friend of mine he's a dear friend he's uh, unfortunately battling cancer right now and and over a barbecue one day he said if Canada 
could get their oil to tidewater, we would have a much greater future than we do currently. And so it started me down a rabbit hole of uh, talking to Brad Wall, former Saskatchewan Premier and, and a host of other people, Stephen Buffalo from the Indian Resource Council for Canada. Um, and, and really it, it exposed the truth, which is um, Canada is, is one of the greatest nations on the planet. I believe that it's resource rich. Um, for some reason, uh, oil has become a very, very dirty word. Pipelines have become a very dirty word. And when you start doing healing back layers, and, and I imagine, and again, I, I want a greener future. Uh, and that means um, new technologies, new innovations, you know, building things better. And, and I think Canada is one of the leaders in doing that. But the problem is you need money. And you need resources to do that, to transition. And a lot of people are deluding themselves into thinking you can just turn a switch and just go that way. Um, the world needs energy. We have a lot of it. We sustainably, right. we, we, we get it out of the ground in a, in a very process-driven um, system. So that being said, I'm proud. Uh, I am from the prairies, yeah. but I'm, I'm proud of our resource and, and how we um, how we get it from the ground. So for me, it just would make a lot of sense, uh, Rob, if 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 our children could get secondary education paid for, if we can get subsidies to buy EV, build up our, our power band, like so we actually could drive more EV. Like it, it, there's just a brighter future of people. Um, understand what Canada brings. And, and if the silent majority of Canadians go, wait a second, I'm not sure the federal government is, is working in our best interest, so. Fair enough, yeah, and I think you, Canada, I think it's canadadebtsolution.ca or .com. .ca, .ca. Yeah. So for people that yeah, are interested, go spend, it's worth the 20 minutes. And if you have some input, I'm sure Rick would love to hear it too, so. I would, and uh, and again, it's, it's just about changing some uh you know adding some more perspectives around a table and uh if we stop having discussions we stop trying to find the best idea so. i was just going to say that i think that's that's what everything we're talking about today today is rick and francis is having those discussions and it's okay to have you and i have a different opinion it's totally okay that's part of having that discussion right and well I i'm right though rob like yeah, that's right like, I'm i was going to end with that but rick's <laughs> opinion is the right one i got it but <laughs> Anyways, Rick, well, thank you for joining. I know we went a little bit over, but um, I think, you know, one thing I'll say, I've known Rick for a little while now is that I guarantee Rick and friends, will, there'll be no dull moments. Um, you might hear, you might be surprised what you hear and might be a little bit off color, but not, and, but it's all good stories. Like that's really what it comes down to. You mentioned, I wrote down storytelling as you were talking, it's all about storytelling and getting that, you know, sometimes you, you, you hear these people there in the community, but you don't see behind, you know, I call it behind the brand a little bit in business. You don't see that. Like it's the doors closed. You know, you're, you're able to explore a little bit more with Rick and friends. And I think I'm excited to hear, you know, all the interviews you do. And I think people will too as well. So, so thanks for joining this morning and, and chatting about clone and Al streaming and Rick and friends and all the other wonderful things you have. on the Thanks so much, Rob. This has been a real pleasure and uh, happy to do it. Awesome. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for joining. Everyone else, have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning in to Business Matters. Thanks, Rick. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions.
They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.